All right, welcome to Leafs Talk. Game 51, maybe? I don't know. It felt like game 51. Uh, Sammy McKee joining me today. How you doing, Sammy? Doing well. I'm really happy to be broadcasting to the five people that are psycho enough to not be watching a AFC championship game between Joe Burrow and uh, Patrick Mahomes. So this is great. Uh, really happy. Enjoyable hockey game. Nice to see your face. Uh, is yeah. that under, underway now, that game? Yes, it is underway. The Eagles stomped the 49ers earlier today, which is a predictable result. And now it's Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. So that's uh, that's what's going on. The Leafs scheduled a 5 p.m. game right smack in the middle of the two biggest NFL games of the year. Seems like excellent scheduling on their part. I saw the uh, Empire State Building tweeted, Go Birds after or they supporting the NFC East or whatever. It's just a real debacle. Really? They did that? Oh, that's there, not it, It's lit up green and white, the, the Empire State Building. Unless that was a joke tweet. I, I mean, it's the internet. I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I really, for like all Giants fans' sake, I really hope that that's a joke because there's going to be some pissed off people. I yeah, would there not are. really. <laughs> what I've seen, there seems to be some pissed off people. So uh, what do you got, Sammy? Takeaways from uh, game 51 of the Leafers. Um, seems like a raucous crowd. I yeah. was I was surprised by you know like a, they were kind of alluding to it on the broadcast about how it's kind of a weird start time and they were expecting sort of a you know it felt like a game a very Leafs lay an egg game. You know yeah. I know they laid one on Friday night, so maybe they can't do it back to back nights. But just like like I've said, not a lot of people sort of paying attention to the game. You know it's a weird start time on a Sunday, one game before the All Star break. And you're really kind of sniffing out a potential, you know, crappy performance. And they came out from the drop of the puck and were pushing the pace. They played a really, really good first period. I know that the, they went down one nothing into the second. But I thought they had a really good start, start and went all the way through the game with it. Yeah, the, the Capitals had the courtesy of, uh, of laying the egg for them. Yeah, uh, I you know I don't know you're right. the crowd was good that's great I don't know if it's just like the games I've seen lately but I watched the Leafs get shelled six two in a walk mm -hmm. basically on Friday night the Oof. last three games I watched were uh, five nothing Philly four nothing Ottawa four one uh, you know like just it seems to me like the middle of the season yes. right now teams starting to fall down fall behind and it's just quitting like the Jets quit the other night I the Capitals quit tonight and, and you know give the Leafs credit for playing playing with pace and energy, but like how many odd man rushes did they have up four goals in the third period today? Yeah, I completely agree. It feels like there's been a couple performances so far this year from teams that have come in here that maybe they spent the Saturday, like they spent the night before here. Yeah. Like, honestly, like this looked like a went out for, you know, I know Gretzky was on the broadcast. So maybe there was some Gretzky OV stuff, or maybe they were doing some, I like, I don't know what they were doing the previous evening, but they had a Friday night off in a, or a Saturday night off in a wonderful city with yeah. plenty excellent places to get into some trouble. Feels yeah. like a team that got into trouble last night. Maybe had a, the <laughs> curfew was extended. They you didn't know, exactly look hot. You know, it's one of those games when people are tweeting like, this is the Pierre Engvall we want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the other team, just no resistance whatsoever. Yeah. And not, listen, I'm not trying to dump on Engvall who was awesome tonight. Fast and long, hard shot, created that look for yeah. camp. Like anytime he's amazing, you have to be like, oh, the other team yeah. must have not been quite in their say, spots, huh? Like we're talking about this, we're talking about the NFL at the top. This is Pierre Engvall's Super Bowl. A team that's like disengaged, not really playing physically, that just lets them fly Trading through the chances. neutral zone. Oh yeah. my god. Like that one, the goal he scored was beautiful, but like three he can guys look like the best guy in the league yeah. sometimes. Three guys kind of like fell down and like it was like comes out to him and he just 
And then he does a big sell. He smacks the glass like, oh, Pierre. This is actually a tough night for me because Pierre looked great. Zach Aston Reese with a lovely little backhand tuck on oh. the breakaway. Didn't know he had that in the hand. In the I didn't hands. know he was in the game before the goal, though. No. So. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. So that's one thing like I want to talk to you about. And I don't think it's really necessarily this game specifically, but I think it really came to, to roost in the game against um, uh, Ottawa on Friday night. But the the just the random dude factor in the bottom six of the Toronto Maple Leafs is not a sustainable. I know we talk about it all the time, but it yeah. feels like without Matthews there, all of the just the guys have to play now. Yeah. So yeah. it's like Anderson and Zach Aston Reese are in the lineup and Simmons and, you know, I guess whoever else they're just throwing in there. It's like, man, yeah. you got to have one of these guys that has a definable skill. Like yeah. none of them have like, they're all just sort of the same skate around guy, you know, like it's not like they're really yeah. scoring a lot. You know what I'm saying? I do. Uh, you know, the difference is just like the way the Leafs salary cap is constructed. It's almost like their goal for those roles is to not have a glaring weak spot. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it depends. People argue about whether you think hockey is a strong link or a weak link sport. So like, you know, if you're a strong link sport like basketball, if you have the best players, you're usually going to win. Yeah, yeah. In a sport like hockey, it's like if your bad players are bad enough, you, you got the, the weak link, like you can lose – Mm -hmm. A lot. And they just want someone to not be the weak link. They're just asking that out of Anderson and the human you know, punts. That's yeah, what they human are. punts. Get us to the neck to the good guys. Yes. And so, yeah, you're right. Those guys do that. But, man, it'd be nice if they hopped over the boards and one of them had a, a little bite to them or, or something else. But they've been I, tough to argue with. The, they've been good with these guys. But, yeah, I, I get that. So um, I'm really happy for Samsonov tonight. I think, yeah. you know, he, he talked – after the, when they lost, that was the last time they played Washington. It was in Wash, right? And they lost pretty big. Um, and he was bad in that game. And he talked about how nervous he was. And that stunk on Friday. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, I know they're professional athletes or whatever, but like getting shoved into the game like that and warm up, like he'd probably been, you know, doing his off day routine where he's not really locked in as much. Yeah. It's like, it's a different thing, or at right? At the very least the game gets going a bit before you get yeah. to be like, Ooh, he's struggling. I should maybe mentally turn on a bit. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. I got to think about this. So I just, I thought tonight was an awesome bounce back performance. I don't think he was necessarily spectacular by any stretch, but no. to me, you know what it looked like Borny? Uh, starting goalie who just, just you know, ha had like, there wasn't any adventures. The one that gets through him is not like a great goal, but like he just kind of shrug it off. Doesn't yeah, matter. He's just the starting, basically everyone in the yeah. league. He's just a starting goalie. He's one of the guys who's a starting goalie. And I'm starting to believe in him as just, which is very dangerous I because know. I said they should give Jack Campbell, you know, $40 million last year, but around this similar time. So, <laughs> but I am starting to believe in him as just like a above average starting goalie in the NHL. Yeah. You know, I, I'm very interested in the stat that, um, you know, perimeter shots, you know, he's very, he's very good in terms of, uh, making saves on sa shots he should make. If it's from the outside, he stops it. You know, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly where he was, but he was a top 10 in the league guy in, in perimeter shot or save percentage. Whereas Murray was kind of near the bottom of that. So, mm -hmm. you know, you don't need him to be spectacular as long as, you know, if you're a good team and your goalie makes the saves he's supposed to, you're probably going to be fine. So yeah, he's looked good, uh, on that regard too. Uh, Morgan Riley first of the year. Hey, did you, did, did, did you? you? No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't. Did. Ah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're rich. You don't have to go to work tomorrow, buddy. You're rich now. 
three three games. So uh, we did that. So I, I bet uh, ten bucks a game when Sammy and I committed to it. About thirty bucks, and I won seventy tonight. So survived. That sucks. I really, I really was good. I did it this the first game we did it, yeah. and then I did it on Friday night. But I didn't and do it. He was tonight. all over it too. He was. It was. This was probably his best game he's had since he's come back. I would yeah. imagine, and it, you could see. It's that is one of the most unquantifiable things I think maybe in all of sports is yeah. how much better a guy looks the second one enters the net. I, like it's it's you can't really explain it. I guess it's just confidence is the explanation. But he looked way better immediately after that went in. So no one really wants to hear my ECHL stories. But I when did. I first came into the the league, I scored in my first or second game early on, mm-hmm. and then I didn't score for twenty. Uh, you oh know, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm in the coast, which already not where I wanted to play. And I've got one goal in 20 or 21 games, whatever it was. And I, I only a few points, like I barely had anything going offensively. And then off the faceoff, I scored an on the ice backhand from like the top of the circle. Oh, oh yeah. Awful goal. Only an ECL, ECHL goalie lets it in. <laughs> then I had 31 points in the next 31 games. I ended up with, <laughs> I don't know, like 15 goals over those 30 games. Like I, it's just like a weight is lifted where you're like, yeah. okay. You know, yeah. like, that's right. That's what it feels like to have it go in. And I want to do that again. I don't know what it is, but there, it's a real trigger. And you got to give him credit here. Like, this is a beautiful. I know it comes to him in the sweet spot, but like down Puts to a it. knee yeah. chatter right away. That's a really nice goal by Morgan Riley. So it would be nice to see maybe like it's funny how <laughs> all the guys in the ice acted like he was like a fighter who got a goal. You know, like it was like, I know it's like, you know, it's like they're acting like <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. You just poked one home. They're like, you oh, did it. Yeah. He's like, you're the highest paid guy in the team who's supposed to play all the minutes. Like, I found that a little funny, but uh, nice to see for him to get one to go in the net because they yeah. need the production from him on the back end. It'd be nice to see a power play one go in. It would be. Yeah, you'd be right. He definitely looked better. And that's that's yeah. the start of feeling good for him, hopefully. Um, so, you know, just to make sure we get to it before the we, we end the show, Tavares. What were yes. you going to say? Yeah, Tavares. Yeah. I mean, guy, 1,000 games. You know, I was watching. You watch the pregame at all? Any yeah, of the moments? I, I watch like, well, it was a yeah. football game going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was flicking a little bit. The uh, the the opening, like they did the montage thing, and you know, show them in junior lighting it yeah. up, and then they show them uh, getting drafted by the Islanders in some of the yeah. Islanders' years. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how good he's been. The same, how long he's been the same player for. Mm-hmm. Get you a couple, gets him in the same way, sets guys up, finishes his chances. Like he's just been a consistent guy for a thousand games. He really, really has been incredibly the same guy. It's yeah. like you look at every year and it's like just under a point a game or just over a point a game. Like it's just all the highlights are in the blue paint, lots yeah. of backhands and rebounds. And whenever I'm digging up stats for like the show for when I'm putting in the lineup or whatever, and I just never even put in John Tavares stats versus other teams because it's like, yeah. About a goal game, but it's just like it's yeah. every measurable thing with him. It's it's just about a point a game. So there that's, was I mean, a recent article in the Athletic that was like John Tavares is not a hockey robot, and the 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 reasons why <laughs> were like he has a keg of kombucha at home, and it's like <laughs> it's exactly what a hockey robot would have if in a human body. Like it's like the nutrients needed to be the robot. Like everything in the story was like he likes like. Generic pop music. It was like, what? I know. Yeah, it's exactly what I expected <laughs> he, him to like. He know? likes when he like turns on his car and whatever kiss yeah, is on. Yeah. It's just like I like these sounds. These yeah. sounds are fine. <laughs> what, for me. what are these sounds? Music. Love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. so, everyone else likes, right? Um, we are getting to the point now where the guys hitting a thousand games are. I'm starting to feel old. 
Well, I told to you feel... this. I forget when. Like you're at the point where you've seen full careers of yeah. uh, Hall of Famers now. Like I remember hoping to God that Brian Burke was going to trade into the to the first pick to get John Tavares, the Toronto guy. Like that was a huge talking point. And they ended up drafting Luke Shen, who everybody was super excited about here. Same guy, then, basically. Yeah, basically, very similar careers. And then they just. It's amazing that Shen's still playing, like the way he's played. It's, you know, it's a very different way to get to this many games, but kudos to him doing it a different way. Would you and rather have the two cups or Tavares' career? Oh, oh, that's a hell of a question. I think ah, cups, yeah, probably cups. <laughs> probably doing this <laughs> would feel pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, every time you get a, a announced at the Elks Hall banquet, they announce he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion yeah, versus exactly. like, I got lots of assists on mediocre teams. Yeah, like you're a thousand points in the NHL. It's like, yeah. or two-time Stanley Cup winner. But I think it'll be interesting to see when it's all said and done what his legacy is. And it's obviously still to be told here. How many, like, how many more years does he have in that contract? Not nearly as many as you think. I think Isn't it like two, the, or, two more after this one? It's two or three more after this. I just can't remember which one, but I will look that up while we're talking. So it's two. So depending on what happens, like, I don't want to so get this down. season and just two more. Yeah. So this is I don't, season five. I know it's like a post game lease show, and I don't want to like get too negative and too down on it here. But these are a couple really big swing years for his legacy these next two because yeah. if he Stamco is like Stamco style if he if they go on a deep run this year or the next couple of years like if and god forbid they win a stanley cup in these next two years or three years that he's on the team he Enjoy. is goes goes down as one of the all-time great captains in the history like you know like you said hall of fame maybe even a spot out on old legends row there like he is an all-timer and then if it goes the other way where they maybe went around and like you know, don't have any sort of big time success. It goes the exact opposite way where yeah. people look back on this time and are like, you know, that contract, what could they have done if they had a cadre and somebody else like the conversations that we've already have. I feel like these next couple of years for his legacy are huge. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really great point. You look at these late year pushes. I actually was thinking that watching Claude Giroux, uh, another guy who's 35, you know, I know, uh, Tavares how nasty was that goal he scored on, on Ooh, Friday. Yeah. And that, well, I love that movie does where he kicks the skate to block yeah. the stick, the stick coming in. Yeah. Oh my God. So nice. But anyways, continue. Yeah. Just like, you know, Ottawa's got some pieces, you know, uh, you know, let's just say, yeah. you know, you got Ryan Reynolds buys a team, the rich people want to play there, whatever the he wins a cup in Ottawa. Mm. I mean, that career is, everything he's done and he went the guy who went home and he won it and Tavares mm -hmm. is facing that down too where if you're the first round elimination guy and the career they showed uh, that montage you know I think he beats the flyer or sorry the Panthers once in the yeah. uh, with the Islanders he scores, scores an overtime OT winner, winner. Mm -hmm. you know they showed that one and then I saw all the highlights I was like god that was the only playoff highlight you know yeah. I couldn't help but think of the disallowed goal in game seven against right. Tampa you know he gets that one taken away from his highlight reel um but, you know, you're right. Like, if they win it all, uh, it's a totally different. It's the Ray Bork story, you yeah. know, and not a million, you know, Joe Thornton story or whatever. Yeah. So I also last thing before we go, because it's a guy that I always crap on and I want to give him credit. Thought Alex Kerfoot again against a team that was chugging vodka until four in the morning last night. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> I have no inside Allegedly. sources. I have no inside sources, but it looked like they may have enjoyed the town. Um Alex Kerfoot was flying tonight, and I thought, like, we were pretty excited about our, our boy Pontus getting a look in the top six, and that was immediately squashed 
I thought he looked way Why over the his skis. was like, nope. No. Yeah. He's like, he looked way over his skis to me, was not ready for it. Had six penalty minutes, stupid slew foot, high stick, yeah. just didn't look ready. And you put Kerfoot in there. It's like, this is kind of why they like Kerfoot. Yeah. Because you can put him in a you spot. Do whatever. Yeah. You put him in a spot and he looks like an NHL guy. And you, you just know, hope that, you know, and a somewhat negative experience the way the season ended last year in the playoffs, you know, you hope he's that same effective guy, but he's doesn't have any sort of the blunders and then he's still effective for you. So mm. I know. And you know what else? I, while we're talking about sort of mediocre guys, um, mm. not mediocre guys, Kelly Arncroft is above that pack of guys we're talking about. He's good. Like, he's he's good fast. Player. He works really, really hard. I know he's not top six. But like I feel comfortable if Cali Yarncroc is your, is on your third line. Hundred percent. On a cup take, team. For sure. Takes straight lines, shoots it hard, doesn't yeah. really screw around, can kill a penalty for you. Like he is a good player and they're getting awesome value on that two and a half this year. Like yeah. you say what He's you will great. about the what the, the term was a little weird. Like we were all kind of confused give him the about that. to get him, I think. Yeah. But like he's been I mean, he's had a like a lot of success. He's scored a lot of goals so far this year, been good for them. So I agree. I'm glad yeah. Bunk doesn't love Yarncroft. Uh, he, you know, he. I will say, in the first game away from playing with Marner and Tavares on on Friday night, he was dash three. I was like, oh, that's a hit for the for the Yarncroft crew. Like that's yeah, the, it is. <laughs> Corner doesn't Boston love that. Did you Boston play Tampa the other night? I did. Yeah. Any thoughts on? Did you ever talk about that or? We talked about it on Friday a bit with with Gord, but I, I I did watch a bit of it, and I thought to myself how the hell are the Leafs going to beat both of these teams? Yeah. And the sickening thing is, it's like, this isn't some detrimental comment about the Leafs. What team in the league could beat both those teams in a two straight playoff series? Yeah. No one else has to do it. It's just the Leafs. You know, the the one thing there is that, you know, if you're Tampa, you have to beat Boston and Toronto. And if you're Boston, you have to beat Tampa and Toronto. And one of them's going to do it. You know, so it's It's true for all of them. Yeah. It just... You know, I watching that game and then watching the Leafs uh, with the guys, the whole pluggers in the bottom six, <laughs> just like the dudes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't wait. I felt like they need something to keep up with a Charlie Coyle third line, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, some of the, the depth that Tampa's got. Like, I like Ross Colton a lot. We don't need to go into the other lineups, yeah. but it just felt like the Leafs Black still man. were waiting for, you know, whatever the trade may be, whatever the ads may be. There's definitely going to be ads still waiting on that muzzin money that hasn't been spent. Like they, they're going to be able to do some things here. Mm-hmm. So, and when they put Murray on LTIR, they'll be able to spend his money too. That's Anyways. a real concern, dude. I, I mean, listen, I said that I've said multiple times on our show that I'm expecting him to miss at least another three to four weeks throughout the season. So this is, it's about to happen. It's yeah. going to have a, he's like a, a, an ankle and it's going to linger. Like you can just picture it already. I know how this is going to go. But it's so funny, you know, I don't know if it's better or worse that it's different. Like that just the whole machine at various <laughs> times needs a replacement. He's creaky. She's creaky. She's creaky. And replace all the parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a fragile man. So um, in terms of any other notes for you? No, Bunting, I'm good. Bunting, Bunting was fired up. Yeah, I, I hated the Sally. I, he was really excited about that, eh? Just relax, pal. It bounced <laughs> off your stick in front of the net, like... You don't need to. What was he doing? That was a weird selly. It's, yeah. like it's not. It's like a not a. It's like a second period goal in January. Like maybe just relax a little bit on that one. Is that <laughs> is that too much? Like, why uh, is he yeah, doing so, that? You know, you, you never want to be the selly police. But I was curious why he was so uh, <laughs> so fired celly. up. 
<laughs> Sally Felice makes you look super old. You can't it do does. the Sally Felice yet. Willie Nylander gets another one. Uh, that's about the only other note yeah. that I really have. You know, Willie has uh, a seven-game scoring streak, and mm-hmm. he has 12 points over those seven games. Like, he's Unbelievable. been that dude, right? He's just, and he has a really good record without Matthews in the lineup. Like, he scores a lot when Matthews isn't around, and I love that. That reminds me so much of Malkin when, when Sid was out back in those days. Like, I'm not comparing them to each other. But remember Malkin, whenever Sid got hurt, he was, like, the best player in the league? Yeah, we actually did a stat on this the other night. Um, he was a 1.1 points per game guy, and when Sid's out of the lineup, he's, like, a 1.4 almost. 1.4, yeah. like, he totally takes to another level. I thought Marner did that as well mm-hmm. in the first game or two without Matthews. So Absolutely. All right, we will let you get back to the football. Football, go AFC, go. I can't go lose in this game. Thank you for cheering for the Jets. A quarter of that is for the Jets, I think. <laughs> I um, love it. Yep, this has been Leafs Talk. Thank you very much. Uh, next game is Wednesday, Boston Bruins. Ooh, uh, last yeah. one before 10 days off. What the hell are we going to talk about? I don't know. It's, uh, I'll tell all my ECHL stories. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd like to hear. All right, all right bud. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>